1910, he founded the Motion Picture Distributing and Sales Company in New York City and declared himself independent from the Edison Trust. Lemley merged with several smaller companies in 1912 and moved out west to California to form the Universal Film Manufacturing Company. In 1915, he opened Universal City. Universal City was built on a 235-acre ranch in the San Fernando Valley. Lemley soon owned the largest studio in Hollywood by producing inexpensive melodramas, westerns, and serials. In 1925, the company was incorporated as Universal Pictures Company Incorporated. He was very accessible and uh, a really uh, lovable human being. Very shrewd, though. I mean, he, and also, um, he had a great deal of integrity, and uh, his word was his bond. He, uh, he didn't leave, you didn't need a contract with him. If he promised something, that was it. A very, very uh, trustworthy gentleman, and everybody loved him very much. In 1921, Carl moved his brother and his family from Chicago. His niece Carla, who had been born in 1909, was a dancer whose instructor had been hired to choreograph the ballet sequences of The Phantom of the Opera. In 1925, he chose his 16-year-old protege, Carla, to play the prima ballerina in the film's ballet sequence. I started uh, dancing when I was six years old, going to dancing school, and uh, when I was 16, I um, was good enough to be the prima ballerina in um, Phantom of the Opera, and that was a wonderful experience, which I enjoyed. <laughs> oh, thank you. The Phantom of the Opera, based on the Gaston Leroux novel, starred the legendary man of a thousand faces, Lon Chaney, as the sad and deformed man who haunts the Paris Opera House and falls in love with ingenue Christine. Cheney had been mesmerizing silent film audiences since 1913. Today, critics don't know if Cheney's Phantom of the Opera is a truly great film, or only composed of incredible moments, such as the unmasking scene, which completely stunned 1925 audiences, and to this day, remains a spectacular moment in cinema history. Of course, I had the opportunity of uh, seeing Lon Cheney, and... Um, it, it was pretty horrifying. His, his makeup was very startling, and uh, it, it, was, it was scary. It really was scary. And uh, again, he made himself up. He, he did that himself. And um, it, it was uh, a great experience. I loved it, every moment of it. Universal actually constructed a stage replica of the Paris Opera House which was the first steel and concrete stage set built in Hollywood and known as Stage 28. The set included box seats, trap doors, the grand staircase, sculptures as well as the beautiful chandelier that crashes into the audience during the film. Stage 28 became known as the Phantom Stage and remains standing on the Universal lot. Many horror film fanatics insist the ghost of Lon Chaney haunts the old soundstage. Two years prior, Universal and Cheney had brought another well-known novel to the screen, Victor Hugo's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Lon Cheney, using only his astonishing makeup skill, transformed himself into the pitiful Quasimodo. 
Cheney and Universal brought to the silver screen one of the first iconic characters in American cinema. His makeup was just phenomenal. He had something like a couple of walnuts in his cheeks to build up his seat. He would do anything, you know, for the right effect. And then this, this hunch back, this hunch that he had, and he had to remain that way for hours and hours. And uh, of course, it took him hours to even make up, and he did it all himself. He was a master, he was a magician. Oh, he did it himself. Yes, he created it. And um, it, you can imagine how uncomfortable it was to be in that, that costume hours on end. And um, I'll, I'll never forget this, the scene. He did all his own um, work in, in, in climbing and... and